In this section on annuities, I'm going to be assuming a couple of things. First of all, I'll be assuming that you recall compounding M, as in Mary, times per year with a certain rate R. We could say that the sum of the amount in the account is equal to the principal times 1 plus R over M to the MT. Now, you might have also learned R over N to the NT. For our purposes today, I'm using M. Now, for simplicity, instead of R over M, let's call that I. I equals R over M. We'll figure that out at the very beginning of the problems that we work on. And then we're going to let N equal MT, the exponent. So that way we have a little less um, to think about, and it'll still make intuitive sense. For example, when we make those substitutions, we're going to have the sum of the amount in the account equals the principal times 1 plus the interest i to the nth power. Now, the interest i is already taking the annual rate and dividing by the number of times you compound per year. So that's like, for example, a 6% annual rate compounded 12 times a year would be 0.06 over 12. So that's what i represents. N represents the number of times you compound, not per year, but total. For example, since T is multiplied by M to give us N, then if T is five years and M is, say, 12 times a year, you'll take the 12 times the five is 60, and that's what goes in the exponent here, the number of times you compound. So we're just going to use this notation instead. It'll be easier for us. The total accumulated is p times 1 plus i to the nth power. Or if I want to solve for p, I would need to divide both sides by 1 plus i to the nth power. So p would be s over 1 plus i to the n, or s times 1 plus i to the negative n. Now this is going to make sense when we look at some um, later examples as well. Now I have a little arrow here to remind me to tell you that another thing we can call 1 plus i to the n is the accumulation factor. And to explain what that means, suppose you are just getting an interest rate that's amazing, 50%. Then when you take that 50%, or 0.5, and you add it to 1, then that's your base of 1.5. So every time you compound, you're going to take 1.5 of the previous amount. So 1.5 to the nth power is your accumulation factor that gets multiplied by your principal to give you the total accumulation in the account, or the sum of all all the money. (laughs) So s equals p times 1 plus i to the n. This 1 plus i to the n part, sometimes we call the accumulation factor, and it does make sense. Now this s times 1 plus i to the negative n It does make sense as well when you think about the problems that we're going to be working on. um, It has to do with something called discounting, uh, and it uses the fact that money is worth different amounts depending on what time you're looking at. So that'll come up again in a little bit. Now, the other thing I'm assuming that you know and have worked with is a couple of sums. They're actually a couple of geometric series the sum of those geometric series. For example, 1 plus 1 plus i plus 1 plus i squared plus 1 plus i cubed dot 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 plus 1 plus i to the n minus 1 was equal to, we found, 1 plus i to the n minus 1 
all over I. And I'm hoping that you have this stored in your calculator. I would store it as SS, comma, uh, see parentheses N, comma, I. I use SS because that way if we clear A to Z on our calculator, we won't lose it if it's a double letter. If it's a single letter, this is what you're accustomed to reading about. It's called S angle N I. S angle N I. And it's just the sum, sum of all those terms over there, 1 plus I to the N minus 1 and previous. And the formula is 1 plus I to the N minus 1 all over I. So if you have this stored in your calculator, then for some given N and some given I, you can just plug them in and get an answer. And we're going to use that today. Also, if you want the sum of 1 plus i to the negative 1 plus 1 plus i to the negative 2 plus 1 plus i to the negative 3 all the way up to 1 plus i to the negative n, that actually, you may notice, especially if you look at the very first two terms, 1 and 1 plus i to the negative 1, this comes from dividing each term by 1 plus i. So if you divide each term by 1 plus i, you get this sum here, 1 plus, sorry, not 1 plus i, 1 plus i to the n. If you divide by 1 plus i to the n, you have 1 minus 1 plus i to the negative n all over i. So after dividing by 1 plus i to the negative n, we get this formula for the sum of all those terms. And I'm hoping that you've stored that as a angle n i, or so that it doesn't get cleared out of your calculator, a a parentheses n comma i. So for any n and any i, you can find this sum. Now in this section on annuities, we're actually going to use S angle and A angle in financial applications. And it'll make sense to you, just like when when we solved for P at the very beginning and got S times 1 plus i to the negative n right here. When we solve for P, we get S times 1 plus i to the negative n. It'll make sense why A angle gets used because we're, A angle is just S angle divided by 1 plus i to the n. So very same thing. And you'll see that with the applications. Now before we move into full-blown annuities, we have an example to work through. And the problem is, suppose you invest $300 one month from today and then another $500 six months from today. How much is in the account after two years if the account earns 4% annual interest compounded monthly? So now this is slightly different probably from anything you might have done up until this point because instead of having one principal, you have two two investments, $300 a month from today and $500 six months from today. And then we want to know how much is in the account after two years given a 4% annual rate and given that we're compounding monthly. One thing that we're going to be doing in the section on annuities is sometimes we're going to put everything on a timeline. And if we have our starting value here, and then one month from today, we put in $300. And then in six months from today, 
not six months after the $300, but six months from today, another $500 goes in. Then the question is, how much is in the account after two years? Now, if I'm counting these as months, then I want to count everything as months, right? The reason why I definitely want to count everything in months is because that's how I'm compounding. So this is one month. This is six months from today. And I want to know how much is in the account two years from today. So two years times 12 months is 24 months. And that's N using M times T. If you think about it, M is 12 and T is 2. So that's another reason why we want to just go straight to using N instead of M, because that way we can just set up our timeline right away. So this is 24 months from now. I want to know how much is in the account. And really, I should put the S on the bottom. So that's how much is in the account after 24 months, and that's what I want to find out. Now, how am I going to figure this out? I have two different investments. I think the easiest way to do it is to take each one separately and figure out its accumulation um, based on the interest rate and the amount of time it's been in there. So if you think about the accumulation factor, let's look at this $300 we put in after a month. $300 after one month is going to accumulate interest every month, right? So after two months, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, all the way up to 24 months. So it starts at one month and goes to 24 months. So how many months does it accumulate interest for? It accumulates from one to 24. So it accumulates 23 compounding periods. So that could be represented by taking one plus I, and we're going to have to deal with I in a second, to the 23 power. But what's multiplying by 1 plus I to the 23? Our investment of $300. So the total accumulation in the account is going to be 300 times 1 plus I to the 23rd power. We'll put I in in a second. But then we're also going to get some money from $500 being invested. But this $500 accumulate for as long as the $300 does. You can see that if we put $500 in six months from now, it has 18 months of accumulation, right? So we have 1 plus i to the 18 power. So now all I need to do is put in i, and I can actually figure out how much money will be in the account after two years based on these two investments. So what's I? And often we write I somewhere around here in our little timeline. I equals a 4% annual rate, but we're compounding monthly, so we have to divide it by 12. So we have 0.04 over 12. And so you can figure that out on your calculator. You can do it actually just by hand if you'd like. But we can just put it in as 0.04 over 12 on our calculator. So the amount is 300 times 1 plus 0.04 over 12 to the 23rd plus 500 times 1 plus 0.04 over 12 to the 18. 
So take a minute to get out your calculators and figure out what this quantity is. And then when you come back, we'll see, we'll compare and see if you have the same answer I do. All right, coming back, I get an accumulation of $854.73. So I want to think, does that make sense in the problem? It definitely at least has to be more than 800, right? Because I've put in 800 and I want to earn interest. So it is more than 800, so that makes sense. It's not a whole lot more than 800, but it's $50 more and it wasn't a huge investment. And we didn't leave it in for very long so far either, only 24 months, two years. So $854.73 does seem a reasonable answer to get. So that's, that's the best we can do in terms of checking. But um, hopefully this makes sense to you, this accumulation factor, and how it affects the amount in the account after a certain amount of accumulation periods, which we count with the variable n. So n is a number of accumulation times, and i is your annual rate divided by the number of times you compound per year. And then you just make sure that you put in the 1 plus i for your accumulation factor to the power of however many times you're accumulating, then times your principal. If you have two separate principal, I mean, sorry, two separate investments, then you do want to make sure that you separate them and, uh, and calculate them individually and then add them up at the end. So now, I'd like you to think about what you did before we moved into annuities, which is compounding a certain number of times per year. And you only put in money once, right? And then you would just hope that it could that you put it in early enough that you'll start accumulating more and more money so that when a time comes that you need that money, you'll have accumulated enough using whatever rate you got plus um, how for however long you were investing that money. But here we've invested twice. And you can see that that helps in terms of, you know, the, if, you, if you add money, it's a lot better than if you just invested $300 for two years, right? So the more you can put in as often as possible, then the more money is going to be in your account at the end of the time that you need, it, need to take it out for. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> However many times you can add money into the account, then the more money you're going to have at the end of the time that when you need to take it out. So let's take that one step further and let's talk about something like an annuity. Now suppose you want to raise money for a computer and you have a year to do it and you're going to want this computer maybe when you go away to, to maybe a graduate school or you're going to another college or something like that. And suppose you know that you can invest $100 every month. You can, that you can put aside each month until you can get that money for your computer. So that's a slightly different problem. We're going to be taking $100 and we're going to put it in where this 300 is. And then if we do it every month, this is also already a month. So I'd put 100 here, 100 here, 100 here. And then I'd do it for a year. So what I'd like to suggest you do is think of this problem, get a new spot of paper and make a timeline that represents investing $100 every month for one year. And then when you come back, I'll have all this cleared off and we'll start at this new problem.